0: From some dirty hands and an imperial token. <laughs> They're so proud of themselves. They don't even care. They're so fat and satisfied. They can't imagine it. Can't imagine what? Not someone like me would ever get inside their house, walk their floors, spit in their food, take their gear. <laughs> you
1: got the money, I got the box. What else is there to talk about? Cassian Ander, re, re- Good morning,
0: afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to the Star Wars Sessions and or Recap. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there, he's rocking a Latina t-shirt,
1: it's Luke Bly, Master Bly Walker. how are you sir? oi oi savaloy yes mate it is uh it is and or wednesday again uh it feels well this is technically our first and or wednesday right properly so, yeah yeah it is it's is ours anyway because we went to that spicy event didn't we that was um do you know what mate i had a bit of a busy one this morning i was like oh hang on let me do some work this morning i had a like quick quick few things to do and it was one of those days where i was like oh mate yeah, uh, got to watch Andor, and I'm just being, I'm just being completely transparent, completely honest now, right? I was like, oh yeah, I've got to, got to watch Andor. Like, I didn't wake up first thing to watch Andor, which is what I usually do because I had to do mm-hmm. some bits. And um, I was like, right, okay, all right. So you know, for, off the bat, mate, off the bat, I don't think I was in necessarily like the best kind of space or or, or mindset to watch new Star Wars today. But I did it. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm still excited for this. Let's come on, Luke. Crack on with it. Watch this new Star Wars. Watch your new favorite thing. (laughs) And I know, right? First world problems, right? First world problems. Um, Watched it, mate. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, this is what it's all about, man. (laughs) This is what it's all about. (laughs) Mate, who cares about that stuff? You know know those days. You know those days where it's like, oh, man, like, yeah. Yes, there
0: are days when you have to do things. I get there quite regularly where you have to watch things and then you have to watch them with a purpose. You can't necessarily just watch to enjoy. Uh, Though we watch Star Wars always to enjoy. So no, I hear you, my friend, but we're here to deliver that recap. So everyone listening, don't worry, you're going to get the dirtiest, filthiest recap from two proper bad boys out there. Um, Disclaimer as well, because of when we're filming, if you can hear any kind of avian species outside, I do apologise. That's just nature and birds and things like that. I'll do my best to uh, quiet them during the episode. But um, yeah, and or recap. This is our first proper recap. Last week, we were in London. For three, days, uh, for three days, we watched all three episodes, sorry, in London. So we didn't get a chance to take notes. And last week's recap, we were kind of off the cuff and going uh, on memory. Today, though, like Luke Walker, Bly Walker said, we've been able to sit down and watch it. I've Lots got some Walker, notes. Right? I know, Luke Walker. And it's a little bit more uh, structured as it normally is. So, Lukey Boy, let's get into this. If you haven't seen Andor episode four, guys, just beware, we are going to be given a full spoiler. 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 Field recap of Andor. <laughs> so that is your triple spoiler warning. We're giving spoilers. We're going to dive into it now. Up the top, as always, Luke Bly, what did you think of episode four, which was
1: titled Aldani? Aldani. 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 Oh, also, I'm just going to jump on that warning. Like, because we're recording during the day, you might even hear roadworks on my street. They're doing Road roadworks. How dare they? Road ro- roadie works Cargo <laughs> <Jungle laughs> pilot Cargo uh, pilot.
0: See that it's just it's just the sessions. See we do we do this any time during the day and we just wanted you to experience the sounds of Well London basically. Norma- yeah, Normal <laughs>
1: yeah. Matty Boy, um this episode again, like I said, I was like oh, Alright, come on then. Come on, Star Wars, hit it with me. And maybe that's why I thought you know, wow! This episode was so good, so good. Dandel, yeah, yeah. I he liked it. Was, it. I, I thought it was absolutely outstanding, mate. Absolutely outstanding. Um, there is so much to love and like in this episode. This might even be my favourite one yet. I can't lie. This might be my favourite one yet. What about you, mate? If a brief overview. What are you thinking of Andor episode four? I really like this one as well, my
0: friend. As somebody who really liked the first three as well, this one was ace. It did what we thought it was going to do, and it's now building out the story. We got to find out, obviously, why Luthan wanted Andor. But we're also finding out more about what's going on in the galaxy with the Rebellion, the Senate, the Imperials. Um, This plan that Luthan had for Andor... Yeah, I really liked it, mate. The pace was, uh, it picked up slightly, but I still don't think it was breaknecks, you know, standard Star Wars pacing, which I really, really hope the show continues to uh, go go with. I really hope they keep this pacing and don't give in to like, major, major action beats. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed this, mate. And I also think when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of fans who are very pleased with this episode i haven't seen yeah. the online discourse or praise or negativity but i think if there is any i think the fans are going to be like yeah this feels like star wars a bit more whereas yes.
1: i was quite happy with episodes one two and three as they were mate yeah i'd I'd agree this does have a bit more of a star warsy feel to it whatever that is but there were star warsy feels in the first three episodes you know but yeah, this mate. was for, for me mate this episode really felt like oh mate i I feel like my family could watch this. You know, I feel like, you know, someone who just likes tuning into a spy thriller or just a thriller on BBC Mm -hmm. or ITV could tune in and really get something out of this. I was like, mate, this is hitting a lot of just good beats and I'm here for it i'm really really here for it you said you made uh some some notes mate which is very matt hudson very impressive and during these recaps i i usually do try my best to make notes but um today mate i made i, I mean i don't know i made like eight lines eight and lines they're the best eight of, lines of, you've ever made yeah they're the best eight lines but a lot of them are really short a lot of them are like two words the next line and so I, good but but <laughs> yeah literally literally i was like oh do you know what i just i was just completely immersed in what was going on and also 50 minute episode they've 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 kept up with quite long ish episode for four star wars four star wars which i think is a different discussion but Hmm. um i thought on this episode i i remember pausing it about i don't know like just over halfway. And thinking, oh, we still got like, we still got half of this to go. Yes. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is. Yes, and I, I was just enjoying it. I'm having so much fun. And that's why I said I think I had the most fun today with <laughs> with that. Or I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just my mindset. That's why I wanted to say that at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Maybe it's just that. Do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm just like, oh, no, that blew me away. And I, and I weren't really in the mood for it to blow me away. But it did. Thank you, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Very good. That is a
0: sign of a good show, we certainly hope. Uh, it's directed by uh, Susanna White this week, taken over from Toby Haynes. Uh, Susanna White has got a very good pedigree in television and streaming series. And I like the direction of this episode. I thought it looked, again, it it looked incredible, mate. The locations looked superb. The, the CG looked fine. The CG looked good. I liked that. Um, yeah, again, I can't knock the visual stylings of this episode, but luckily for you, my friend, I guess I'm used to making notes when I watch stuff. So I've managed to uh, kind of have a, I've got the the structure of the episode down, mate. So it's almost as if I knew (laughs)
1: it was going to be needed today. (laughs) Yeah, good lads. Well done, mate. Well done. Yeah. Don't blame me. Blame Lucasfilm. Blame Andor. Blame Star Wars. I blame,
0: blame all of them. So I can I can hold your hand through it, mate, as I always want to anyway. When we go for a walk what? around Bassettin, we hold hands yeah. and have a coffee and a donut, and it's the best time of my life, mate. But um, well, the show, this one we kick off now, the music in each episode to start with has been progressively different with the Andor logo, and we've got more intense pounding drums. But we're on the ship now. We're on Lutheran Rail's ship. They're going to a place called Aldani, and um, in the sh- at this point... Uh, Andor's arm is all banged up from when he got shot. So he gets, he has to bandage himself up and he's still arguing back and forward with Luthen. And in this, uh, in this one scene, we get so many cool little lore drops, but I just wanted to say, I love scenes like this. I said it in the last recap, just a back and forward between two great actors. Yeah, they're on a ship. There's hyperspace and all this, but Stellan Skarsgård, Diego Luna, whenever they're on screen together, it's fire. You know, those two together are so good. Yeah. Um, but there's so many but cool then little what, um, then what? Oh, mate they are they're so good so, so good well, yeah it. boy they are but there's so many cool easter eggs one of them was the mod droid was from fondor which was in the tarkin novel but made its first appearance in battlefront 2 which i immediately mm. um jumped upon but we find out though mate and or was there in Mimban in the same battle that Han Solo was when he was 16 and that only 50 people survived so I like this as an opening and we got we found out what Lutheran's plan was was and why he wanted <laughs> <Handle. was. laughs> yeah, I know I got fat tongue
1: <laughs> I like that I like that yeah we love it oh mate this uh how good does this show look how Mate, good. It looks
0: incredible. Genuinely, not even hyper- hyperbole either. It looks so very good. It looks it looks incredible. But at the same time, though, it is just shot on location, which is something we've seen forever with films and TV. And it's just in recent years where, the, where they've kind of been experimenting with other things, it makes this return to lo- live action shooting. Like a, it's like the second coming, like the, the Resire's return, when all they've done is just set up a camera on a hill. But it's, it looks amazing in comparatively.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just want to say it now because it's not long after that 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 on on the ship and the the great interaction between Luthen and Cassian or or Clem, <laughs> I think his new but given name is right. But I I didn't re- I
0: found out. Do, do you remember in episode three when Marva's on the ship and she's like, "Oh, you just called her a public officer." The guy with her that becomes Cassian's adopted governor, his name was Clem. So it's kind of, there's a, I, I saw it and I thought, Clem, who's Clem? So I went on the old Wikipedia, I was like, Clem! So it's a nice little oh, callback from Luthan. So, so maybe he isn't quite the uh, the naughty guy we think he is. And maybe he does have a bit of a heart, which we also see when he gives him that
1: kyber necklace. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. Should we talk about the kyber still, necklace Clem. quickly? Like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, man. That is a kyber crystal, isn't it? That is a full on...
0: Yeah, right. It's, um, what is he, I can't believe, he calls it a Kuwaiti signet later on, and he's like, oh, this means a lot to me, so make sure I get it back.
1: <laughs> Kuwaiti? Yep. Is that what he calls it? Yeah, mate, that's that's like, this is why I take the notes, dude. I the like, subtitles on, I'm there. Oh, yeah, he's a subtitle boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, wow, that's really close to Kuwaiti. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, yeah, Kuwait, the little middle eastern country um right okay so then they land in uh out, again i'm freestyling it Aldani? Aldani. Yeah. Aldani, Aldani. yeah, love the name love the name aka scotland they go yeah, to the scotland, highlands they go to the highlands and um oh mate oh mate and let let's let's bring it up again as we have been you know in recent weeks we've had a show like rings of power out you know for i don't know like four weeks now
0: um, five weeks yeah four, four or five four weeks. weeks yeah
1: and that's a well filmed show and that has mm-hmm. great scenery shots in it from new zealand they shot it over in new zealand yeah, huge budget it, it looks beautiful but mate i think scotland this week outdid it i really do <sighs> I really Ooh. do. I really do. And it, the just the shots that we saw and what they used, the cameras they must have used. I think even maybe the the, the filters on the, in post production. Everything, everything just felt big. It felt fantasy. It felt mm-hmm. so fantasy. Even with the the lass who walks down from the Highlands, right? And oh, Vel, Vel, yes. Oh, mate, Vel. she was like even the way she was dressed we, we got a poncho mate we yeah, got, got a poncho we got a poncho we got a poncho <laughs> I was so pleased and i loved again the dialogue the juicy juicy dialogue between between the characters between everyone we learned that cassian is disposable right they're mm-hmm. like yeah he's a scapegoat don't, yeah don't worry about him don't worry about him we're, we're paying him he should be good but you know if he dies that ain't the end of the world that's what mm-hmm. we learned that's what luthan says anyway um oh loved it the scenes i literally one of the uh, lines on my notes is in capital letters my boy of the scenes that's it scenes, the slims the scenes just just scotland just it's amazing beauty the beauty of our neighboring countries in the north it it was just i i think they portrayed it so so well and it looked it still looked really star warsy so mm. yeah bravo
0: and, and the funny thing is with the highlands they they didn't really do an awful lot to make it look star Warsy. it's just the highlands it's just this kind of um ethereal beauty that they have going 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 for it it's really 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 stunning to look at and uh with that brings a lot of kind of celtic accents as well so they're keeping up that uh side of the bargain um yeah that looks great we get to meet vel and sandwich in between this we also get the isb meeting we get to go back to coruscant for the first time properly it to me it's for the first time properly since revenge of the sith i know we saw it in obi-wan and i know it's in the background of rogue one but we finally see coruscant again um we see those beautiful skyscrapers in the skylines and we go to the ISB meeting and we get our first sighting of Dedra Meeks, who's played by Denise Goff. Um, but we also get um, Blevin, who's played by Doc Brown as well, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we get the the, the, the ISB uh, major Partagaz, which was a name I had to write down because no worries, I'm remembering that. What? He, his name was Partagaz. Uh, that was his name. <laughs> the he, honestly, the ISB agent. He's played by Anton Lesser, who's been in The Crown and Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Um, oh, seems like most people have been in Game of Thrones in this show, but um, but he basically refers to anyone who wants to have an uprising or any fomenting as an illness. He makes the analogy that we're not, you know, we we're, we're here to cure the illness in the galaxy. We're a healthcare service. Um, any diseases, we wipe them out and then, you know we just get to meet them we get to see this very clinical very white looking um meeting room and then we get a few little mentions of scarif and ryloth as well but we get to see now the inner workings of the empire and this is what i love about what the show's doing because we see a bit more of it later on but we just see what the empire are up to we know what the emperor's up to we know not vader and the inquisitor's up to but what about these kind of uh like monthly progress meetings with the middle management up and upper management type things what's going on there you know we're hearing about our quarterly reports and uh crime rates and uh and things like that and all this stuff just makes the galaxy feel so much richer that you know this isn't the, the star wars galaxy itself isn't built on the force it's not made, it's not populated with force users entirely it's no different than ours for example but it just happens to have these extraordinary people in it. So, of course, we're going to see these weird meetings. And I really, really liked seeing that. In the trailer, it did feel a bit whack when it came on. It's like, wow, this really white-looking sterile room. But in here, though, it looks really cool, especially, like you say, when the next shot is the Scottish Island, this big, vast um, exterior, and you've got these rebellion sects who are basically making things out of sticks and stones. And then you've got yeah. the Imperials. So you've got these big lush rooms with computers and um, holograms everywhere in Holonet. And it's on Coruscant. It's on and Coruscant, it's on Coruscant, it? Coruscant mate. So uh, it, it, within 10, 15 minutes, we've seen Coruscant, you know, this is the capital of the galaxy, and the Scottish Highlands or Aldani, which is very primitive. Well,
1: as they walk into that imperial meeting room, because we're following, and there's quite a few characters. I said this in the last mm-hmm. um, recap about the first three episodes. There's quite a few characters, quite a few new names. So a lot I've of it in second them. nature. I struggle with that. The blonde imperial, she is walking to the like meeting room. Yes, so that's Dedra
0: Miro. That's what she's going to be a very big
1: uh, presence in this series as well. Yeah, because she's on the poster, isn't she? She's yep. on the poster, right? And so when she's walking to said um imperial meeting room, the really white one, the Apple Store, the <laughs> Apple Store. Thank <laughs> you, Dedra Miro. Oh, okay, that's it. Um, so that all of that, as she's walking, that is all Canary Wharf. That is all yep. Canary Wharf. That is all by Crossrail. Crossrail Place, and there is the Crossrail Place tunnel. Which is a really famous Instagram spot. And she's walking on the ground and you can see this tunnel. To the right there is um like yeah, I think it's Canary Wharf food court. There's like a food market food court there. So I was like, Ah, oh, there we go. There we go. Sweet Canary London wharf meets. again. Uh, so we've seen the Scottish Highlands and we've seen London just within like a few minutes <laughs> of each other. But I, that whole imperial scene, I thought was outstanding. In fact, whenever there was the Imperials on screen, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought the dialogue was spot on. I found it interesting. I found it fascinating. And Matty Boy, it would be it's easy at times, and sometimes it's appropriate. Sometimes it is appropriate, but I think it's easy sometimes to have the Imperials be a bit camp, you know, and a bit Mm -hmm. like, oh well we're the bad guys. (laughs) (laughs) Double our efforts. And yeah, a bit hammy. None of this was hammy. I don't think any of it was hammy I really, really, really bought into this. And therefore, Matty Boy, um there's no other word for it, but I thought it was very well executed, mate. That's it. (laughs) Um, Drink, 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 drink. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to drop it on you so early. Mm -hmm. On into the show, into the recap, mate, but we always love an execution
0: work. bomb on this show. Mm.
1: No, you're right, though, mate. There is
0: you you believe these guys, and I know the um, the Imperials are sometimes made out to be bumbling goons, and that does include the Stormtroopers. But you're right. I never really got that vibe from this scene or this show, or or even when um we they go back to ferricks and Doc Brown's character. Uh, lieutenant supervisor Blevin. He's basically suspending or firing, whatever, discharging, uh, Mosk, Hein, and Cyril Khan because of what happened Mm. in the last Mm. episode. And he says, you know, there's there's idiocy, ineptitude, and total disengagement. You know, it's very much they're getting a dressing down. It's like a military operation here. Um, and even, but even the moment when I found funny actually, when Mosk he kind of puts his hands up to talk like a naughty schoolboy, and the guys like, seriously. It, it, that, yeah. that was fun and it didn't come across as anything other than you know this guy's out of his depth because we know that the primo security guards those guys they're just like i think you call them they're just fanboys they're just people playing they're cosplaying as the yeah, imperial security so when it comes down to actually getting a dressing down god doesn't know god doesn't know what to do he doesn't know what's going on but yeah um, yeah and then the, that, that Morlana system because of cyril khan and all that the Imperials have now taken over the whole thing, which which is now going to include Ferrix, I assume, as well, where Marva is and Bix Caline. So I'm guessing they're now going to fall under Imperial command. So uh, we get a bit of fallout from Episode 3 as well, which I like.
1: Yes, 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 we did. We did. And I think the Imperials, again, like you said, there was a bit of humour there, but they're still pretty scary. They're still a force, if you pardon the pan, to be Ooh. reckoned with. Um Tie fighters! Oh my word! So like Cassian and Bell, Bell are get walking it. on on Thank you. They're walking on the hills on the Highlands, and uh, Cassian's like, "Hang on, mate! Hang on, get down!" And you see like a glimpse of a Tie Fighter. They get down. They stay there. Then, (laughs) and honestly, I had my headphones in, like, full full on, (laughs) full on volume. I was like, blimey, you know, that was, that that was was a bit scary. That was a bit scary, you know, and to make TIE Fighters something we're so familiar with, something we're so iconic, and to use them in that way so effectively. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. I, I, I was here for it. I was really, really, really here for it. Earlier on, you mentioned um, the Kyber Crystal. Okay. I want to bring this up now, because otherwise I might forget. Later on in the show, um, Vel says that... um, Is it Vel? They're talking about, like, the um, ceremony that happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And... Or, or, do you know what it's not even that i don't think he's like oh what so that all these villages are empty or something like that and um oh that's right and i've got a point about that so we'll come back to that but the girl mm-hmm. says oh yeah like we'll, we'll just say we're farmers or we're we're we, we're, we're, we're admiring the nature like we're, we're almost like tourists or we're mystics and i thought yep. mystics that mystics. word mystics i've never heard that in star wars <laughs> before and i'm wondering if that's like you know a, a translation a for a jedi or people that believe in the force believe in force ability. you might you know? be
0: right mate because one of those because yeah. the eye itself that little structure looks an awful like like another structure i saw on tython in the mandalorian yes. it looks yes, an it awful lot like that and yes, i'm not saying that um that luthan rail himself was an old jedi he might have been but we also know that jen erso's mother had a kyber crystal around her neck and uh as well so but you know cast lutheran has a lot of contacts around the galaxy who's to say he hasn't come into contact with some jed mystics shall we say oh. we can't say the j <laughs> word some mystics somewhere um but no yeah i f- i noticed that as well when they really did later on in the show they did li- really linger on that um diorama piece of the the eye as they call it which looks like a like jedi, little jedi temple seeing stone yeah, type thing time. so big i time. think um we might we we said we may not be getting forced users or, or mystics in this show, but maybe we will do in a kind of roundabout way. Who knows? But yeah, I, I, that that was true. Yeah, they said that Aldani is a distribution hub, and the locals have all been cleared out, and they've been moved into like an imperial occupied zone where which is where they live and trade now. Um, but yeah, they all converge on this area, so. Again, one line of dialogue was all we needed to know about what was happening on our die. We didn't need to have a flashback right. or anything like that. It's just that, oh yeah, not they didn't. Not everybody isn't dead necessarily. It's just that we're so close to everything and not far away enough. We're we're like the perfect place to be a distribution hub. They came over, they colonized us basically, and moved everybody into
1: a different what a line. Era. I see- well, that I, I thought there was a bit of historical commentary there as well, you know, mass, <laughs> effectively <laughs> mass forced migration from the Highlands South, mm-hmm. you know, to imperial yep. new towns and factory towns. That sounds a lot like the Industrial Revolution here in That's the UK, cool. yep. Scotland, England, Wales, and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the upper classes effectively using their monetary power to mm-hmm. move everyone around. And so there wasn't as much of uh countryside. We get very similar, very, very similar um social commentary in Middle Earth, don't we? With like Isengard yes. and yes. kind of that in the industrialization of of um of the land, you know, chopping and down the trees and the ends, yep. Yeah. Princess Mononoke as well does the exact same I love thing. That film. I thought i thought yeah me too and i thought oh mate this is this is again it's a different take on that same oh you got it in the back you got it yeah in the man i've got a load oh, of those ghibli boy. films so i'm really get into it good lads good lads yeah i absolutely loved that and oh and by the way was it on the way in that journey when they're on that walk from a to b to the little mm-hmm. village we see mountain gold yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yes, a couple of extra horns on
0: his buns, but <laughs> uh, on his loaf. But yes, because I did yeah. look. I was like, are they just literally, literally just goats? But no, they they added an extra few horns to make them Star Wars. <laughs> yeah,
1: they literally just like, how do we make these stuff? I mean, after the dogs, the the amazing dog, the dogs last week. <laughs> we now got mountain goat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: <I'm like>, oh, <laughs> man <laughs> and this I was like, do you know, uh,
1: it, 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 I I was kind of hoping they'd be those same
0: ones that are in full and order those ones which I could never which always used to kill me because they were so opaque oh, yeah. but they, they, yeah. they, they, they aren't it isn't those I think they're just native to uh Zepho or whatever it was Zepho um Zepho, but yeah yes. but yeah these goats have four horns so they are entirely different species these are super goats um speaking of super actually talking about um like superheroes Luthen rail isn't a superhero but he certainly changed into Superman to change into his regal, expensive Ooh. garbs, putting his wig on, practicing his posture and his voice en route to Coruscant. Cause we find out that he moonlights, he masquerades as an art dealer, basically that he's, he's an art dealer slash rebellion, early rebellion leader and a naughty boy as well with what he's doing with Cassian and everybody. Um, I love that. So we, we find out that that scene in the trailer, which I thought was a flashback with mon mothma isn't that's just his kind of that's his cover story um but by but by doing that we uh we 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 know where he's going we know what he's totally up to now and we finally get to see mothma as well
1: mothma yeah oh my (laughs) days well all of us that were like oh yeah so that's we know Andor's being shot and uh, it's going to cover all these different time periods. You know, that's three, three years, that's one year. And it's like, nah, throw that out the window, throw that out the window. I think that's <laughs> yeah. for season. Two. I don't even know if that's true. I know someone quoted it sometime and I, I just think that nah, just ignore that for the time being and see if it actually comes to fruition. Um, but, oh, mate, I, they're always thinking, oh, we're going to get younger uh luthan maybe yep. to do with the flashback with with um a casser. you know cassian being a kid or something nope 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 no nope. it's just him putting a wig on that's it art dealer that's it loved yep. it and like you said the introduction to mothma at first you're like okay it's just pleasantries just pleasantries and stuff and then the um uh luthan's assistant is like no come over here look at these coins to the other guy the new bodyguard mothma's new bodyguard who she's obviously like everyone's a spy Mm -hmm. everyone's a spy what is going on i can't trust anyone um they have a little chit chat luthan and mon and i I think it's it's a really simple exchange isn't it it's like look we need cash we need cash where are you getting the cash from like we and this is obviously a little side hustle that is a cover For injecting cash into the causes, the rebel causes, the rebellion, which makes sense. And I love that it's on Coruscant. How good did the CG look, by the way? Like Mothma's car, Coruscant. What did you think of that?
0: Coruscant looked good. I mean, I liked the look of Coruscant. I like how they kind of, you know, they, they use actual sets when they're inside the art gallery. It wasn't just a green screen a la the prequels. Coruscant, I think, looks good. I mean the thing about Coruscant is most of it's going to have to be augmented because of the size of those buildings and the skyline. So there's not very much I can do about that, but I think it looks good in this today's modern technology. Um, Mothma's car, uh, the, the interior looks very cool exterior every now and then, you know, it looked fine. Uh, there was a few, there's a few moments when I thought it kind of looked a bit, you know, that wasn't the best ship I've seen in and or so far in terms of how it looks, but small, small mercies, mate. I think, um, are you talking about the when, CG
1: or the design? The,
0: the, the CG itself, sorry, the okay. CG. I thought it looked a bit. It looked a bit f- overly polished. I don't know. We're in Coruscant. Before anyone says, "Oh, everything," you know, she's a senator. It's going to. I mean, by that, I mean it didn't quite composite as well on the background as other things. But yep. again, minor, minor things. When, when all I can think about is, oh, I wish it had been, you know, just slightly more uh, in tune with the background. Then that's not really a problem for me. Um, but yeah, the, that, that the scene they have out the back when she's like, I'm under siege. I can't just move money about anymore. There's spies every day in the Senate. And basically Lutheran's like, listen, if you can't do it, then you're going to have to get off the train. You're like, I need this. Regardless of that, I need you to be able to, I need you to prove to me or to tell me that you can do this. I need to trust you, Mothma. And she's like, look, I am the one who's going to take the fall for this. I am the public enemy, going to be public enemy number one. So we are already getting that paranoia, those feelings coming through. And then she says, look, I, I want to add somebody to the team. I want to add someone to the gang. And, and Luthan's like, no way, we can't afford it. Now, I don't know who that is. It could be Bale Organa. It could be, I don't think it will be Saul Guerrero. He's already out there. But I'm assuming it would be someone like or Organa. She wants to add him to the team with his uh, backing, money, experience, good looks. Um, but also, just just the Easter eggs in that um, art gallery. I haven't seen them all. I didn't look at but I know there's going to be loads. I saw... I saw where well, obviously he mentioned Utapowen. There was an Utapowen military artifact. If there's there's a Gungan sh- uh, shield in the background, like the ones in the Phantom Menace, so those plasma shields. It's one of them.
1: Yes. Uh, and you're joking. No,
0: there is. It's in the co- it's in the corner. Oh, uh, in the left hand corner when you look at it. And there's what looks to be a, 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 what's his name. Um that idiot i don't like star killer his armor seems to be in there as well or an Ooh. interpretation of that armor which i imagine some people will go wild for but
1: I i'm it, pretty I, I, sure I, I i'm pretty sure there's one more thing i think this was in the trailer uh, and uh, i'm pretty sure it is you know um Plo Plocoon, right his yes our boy face kind of t- uh kind god that mask right? thing he was yeah yeah y- yes I'm pretty sure that's on display. Or, oh. I don't know if it's actually Plo Koon, but it's his species anyway, which I, I forget the you name You know else, there's but. someone out there now
0: tearing that scene apart. And in, on YouTube, in about an hour, there'll be everything you missed in Luthien's art yeah. gallery, yeah. and it'll be like red circles and arrows pointing at things which aren't in there. But yeah, they're, 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 I bet there's a treasure trove of Easter eggs in there, mate.
1: Yes, I, I think so. I'd like to have a little mooch around there do you it's know what else that. right and what else i noticed in this episode was the um <laughs> the, the binoculars <laughs> there was some really cool <laughs> binoculars in this there's Lots like the binocular. standard there's the standard like single lens binocular that's like a camera that luthan uses yep. and then the guys later on that are at the camp on um aldani that <laughs> it's the binocular like, moves around i'm like oh my gosh yes he loves the building he loves site <laughs> enhancement equipment he loves it all <laughs> I was like, that's so sick mm. that is so sick little it's details just, though little details like that there just seems to be like there's a lot of love and care going into this there there's was another little detail care. in there mate which i jumped at like a like, like bd1
0: when he gets excited a stim yeah. is used well, yeah, from fallen order when uh, Cassian andor sorry when Clem needs his arm sorted out she said something about these are in short su- we're in short supply of something and she gets a stim pack like with the green stuff in like that's in full order and just jams it in his arm so they've they, they've started using that now and i was literally like Love yes full order boy but
1: little details mate canon canon man you know have a stim bang you know yep. bosh loves which, it which in our world we call heroin speed or something yeah it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's nothing good folks yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: no no joke of course what about joke. as well the moment just before we move on to the f- going forward again in the sandwich in between those we, we find that where cyril khan goes he's um he goes home basically but he goes back to his mother's apartment block and he looks despondent he's got his bags packed um and it looks like he's on Coruscant. Cause we, and we also hear a, a shuttle going to Hosni and Prime in the background, which was, a not again, not fun little um, sequels Easter egg. But, like um, so so Cyril Khan has been discharged, I assume, and he's gone back to visit or gone back to lodge with his mother in the meantime. So we kind of know where he's going. Is but that in
1: Corusc- That is on Coruscant, it, right? It
0: looks like it's Coruscant, it like but I'm it, sure, yeah. I think you said off air the other day, um, again, we're through the looking glass here, people. I think it was you who said that you you, you kind of think Cyril is going to end up sort of heading towards the rebellion. He's going to, you know, be seduced by the rebellion, and this would seem like it.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I said that he he had a lot of similarities. I thought to um, Callus in Rebels. And I was like, there's just something about this character that screams like callous. And mm-hmm. um could be that he's already working for the Rebel Alliance. You know, mm. a few people have been wondering about that. And on rewatches have been going, I've seen quite a few like people talking about this. And, oh, yeah, you know, it's actually, he's already in the Rebel Alliance. He's doing this, doing that. That's why he's so nervous when he goes into, you know, could the, be. It could, it could be, but I'm, I'm, I'm still leaning toward no. He's just an imperial, you know, dude who's, uh, who's heard an injustice going on, you know. Yeah. So do you Two think he'll colleagues. actually become
0: more imperial now and join the Imperials, the Empire, rather
1: than the Primor people? <sighs> I see. The thing is, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know, and that's the interesting part. I think yeah. he's kind of at this. He's at this crossroads where he can, he could go either way. You know, he could go to the rebels, or he could be dri- be driven higher into the ranks of the Empire, into the Imperium. And, um oh, mate, I, what do you think? Do you think he's? I, I think I'm leaning towards Imperial still at the moment.
0: I hope so, because I, I in that I, I said I sent you a message every day because I think a lot of other people think that at the end of Episode Three. The Khan's Cyril's face, Cyril Khan's face, when he's looking at the destruction on Ferrix of the Primor operatives and um, the chaos in the streets. I think a lot of people saw that as him thinking, "Yeah, there is, you know, this fermenting. Maybe I'm on the wrong side." Of which I kind of took it as, "I don't think so. I think he's realised. Oh no, my secret operation has now been exposed, and the Empire and my superiors are going to hear about this. My father will hear about this, um, and he's going to be in big trouble." And I think that's what has. Um, transpired not to say that the other theory or opinion was was wrong because it could well end up being that like i say it could be um uh, on the rebellion's payroll or la- little payroll but i don't want yeah. it to be, I, I don't want it to be another bad guy turns good i mean we, we mentioned callous we've already had that i don't i would i just want cyril khan to be no, he's not the thing is i don't think he is a bad guy like you said he just saw injustice and wants to stop it he wants to live in a safer more secure galaxy right. so i don't think he's evil but i would no, like i, I, I would like is. him to follow that line of thought but at the same time you can take that and have him look at the the atrocities of the empire and think actually i'm working for the more evil
1: corporation so yeah and i don't think he's seen that yet i don't yeah, think exactly. he's seen that and i think he like you said he's not been given a reason to doubt the empire mm-hmm. maybe he's not been given yeah, a reason yeah. to like in his eyes he's just seeing like disorder and wrongdoings going yeah. on and yeah. i think he also he's quite emotional isn't he he's very quite, much so yeah he's a very closed off person and very um uh, um I don't want to use this word, but like Germanic, it's very Germanic. Mm -hmm. It's probably the wrong word. And I don't mean to use it as like a blase, but I just can't think of an alternative right now, but very, uh, prim and proper, you know, upper class British culture is the exact same, you know, oh, he stands at the door. Hello mother. Like that's it. That's all like. He he might not have seen his mum in like six months, nine months, maybe a year, maybe longer. And that's all he's got to say. And, uh, yeah he, he just strike he strikes me as that sort of bloke where he, all the emotion is inside and yet there are these moments of failure and there are these moments of realization of of what's around him and that maybe he's not done his job properly and he's just emotional like he looks like he's nearly gonna cry like mm-hmm. a lot and uh <laughs> yeah. that makes him quite a complex character and it makes him really interesting because you're like, where's this guy going? Is he? Should we be cheering for him? Should we? Because almost, you almost want to just like hug him and then yeah. shake him and then shake him, right? And go, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> a bit like yep. what his mum did. His old, his yeah. old girl just gave him a good old slap. And I love that there's a neighbour there's a neighbor like just behind watching. them just like watching and she's like what are you staring at yeah this is such a british <laughs> tv show <laughs> i i mean maybe, yeah it's so uk it's so ridiculously <laughs> uk uh and I, sure. I i love i love it even even where they lived i was like is, is this obviously a few levels down in Coruscant? Yeah. And it looked like a council estate. It it's like an apartment block, in it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah
0: you're right. Social housing is the best way to put it. it. I called it an apartment block, but yeah, that's, that's what that social housing is the term for it. And it, it did look like that. And, you know, he's he's gone from this cushy job uh, where he's pushing for promotion. And now, you know, he's kind of gone back to, you know, be further back than square one again. And he's now got a lot of soul searching to do. And it, it, you are right because it is... His character, all he's doing is trying to stop the bad guy. To him, this guy called Cassian Andor, yeah, Cassian Andor, murdered two two people, two of his employees. But but simply, he just killed two people in cold blood. That is an injustice. That is a crime, and he wants to bring them to justice. You know, he doesn't realize that Star Wars has already, Rogue One's already happened, and Cassian's going to help save the galaxy. He just sees him as a bad guy. So, should we really be looking at him and thinking? Yeah, I don't want him to succeed. Like in reality, we want him to succeed. We want him to catch the bad guy. And I think that's the beauty of his character. And Carl Solid does such a good job in yes. kind of making us feel something for him, whilst we also know that at the minute he's on the quote unquote wrong side.
1: And let's not forget that Cassian Andor, Cassian uh, Ender, isn't Gassian. really like the good guy. No, <laughs> you no, know, he's not really a good guy, is he's he? He's not, is right, he? Right now, he's a scammer, and, and more so. I don't even, I don't even think he's that in Rogue One. It's not until the end of Rogue One that he's the good guy, pretty much, right? Pretty, pretty much pre- in the hangar, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, and and that's what I love about Rogue One. I think that's what I like about this show is, that it makes you really question, you know, what people will do for what they feel is justice on on both sides. Mm-hmm. and that there's maybe better ways to do things you know and uh we always say you know ultimately star wars is anti-war you know yep. and what does that really mean well that's a really complicated thing it's a really complex thing but i feel like this show is really really dipping into that while being super super entertaining coruscant mate we got coruscant what what, what do you think of you mentioned this come on Come on. Come on. <laughs> on, come it. on. <laughs> <laughs> mate, my love's here. Uh, what do you reckon of the, the camp of people by the woods? Because I think that's the only thing we've not really talked about yet in the. Yeah, the Motley the... crew.
0: I've got their <laughs> names here because I came prepared, because that's just me. Um, they are well called done, obviously, we've got Vel, and now we know Cassian, but Skeen, Taramin, Nemik, and Cinta. Now, good luck trying to get to remember who's who. I know Sinta is the uh, is the woman who uh, gives medical assistance to Cassian. Um, Skeen is the kind of tougher guy at the beginning. Who's like, who's this guy? Why is he here? Um, Taramin, yeah. I, I don't. I think I don't know who he's Taramin got the gun is. at
1: the. He's got the AK forty right? seven. I
0: think so. Yeah, ta- yeah, ta- yeah. And Nemec, and, uh, and Nemec is. In. Alex Lawther, who, who I uh, think is a very good Brit- young British actor. He's in a, everything I've seen him in, he's this kind of, kind of skittery, jittery, very kind of nervous characters he plays. He's in a film called yeah. Ghost Stories and he was excellent in it. Um, one of the notes I've got is when he's sleeping, the long shot, he looks like one of the Gallagher brothers is sleeping on the rock. He looks like ne- Liam, Liam or Noel yeah. Gallagher. And I was like, <laughs> is it one of the Gallagher's? But it was oh, Alex Lawther. That's it. Uh, I thought says, I, thought, I thought they uh, really dipped into British culture and got Noel Gallagher or something to sleep on a rock, but um we get Saul Guerrero's name dropped as well, they say if Saul Guerrero found you sleeping, he'd put your head on I a love stick, that. mate. And I love we that. know Guerrera's coming and who knows maybe he's coming next week or the week after with this uh, assault on the garrison. Are we blind? Deployed the garrison. Maybe we're gonna get Guerrero as back up here, but um yeah, so we've got these this kind of motley crew of people who are quite rightly sort of distrusting of this new guy who's come in to them. He's called Clem. They're just told, look, all of our deficiencies, this guy can fill them. He's, you know, uh, Lutheran tells Vel earlier on when he starts shouting at her. We kind of see Luther lose his rag a little bit, and he's like, look, the guy can fight, the guy can fly, the guy can, he speaks all these different languages, blah blah. You need this guy. Make up a lie as to why he's here make it happen we cannot fail they earlier on in the episode lutheran uh, stresses this cannot fail this has to be a win well you know this plan they've got we've got to do it we've got to win and whether they do or not it's what remains to be seen but it's this kind of collection of freedom fighters is who's going to be doing it and i'm guessing next week mate or in a few next few weeks we're going to see that they've all got like a certain skill do you think kind of not like the bad um, batch but like they all have uh, their, their own skills
1: <laughs> yeah yes, it yeah do you reckon it's gonna be like that will smith's just gonna turn up and start like <laughs> shooting people deadshot um no nah, i don't know mate i don't know um i think i think they're what they've got available I don't think they're particularly good at a lot of things. Maybe they're like just above average. And I think Cassian mm-hmm. is the guy with with the skills, right? He yeah. is kind of the star of mm-hmm. of the show. That's what I feel this is potentially leading to. Matt so they're kind way. of highlighting that this is all the rebellion is so far. Just Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just disorganised ragtag, isn't it? It's disorganised mm-hmm. ragtag. I mean, they've all they all hear of different cells, different different teams, different um yeah groups i suppose that kind of rebel but there's no rebel alliance right they rebel they they rebel um and what i've what i've thought as well is that you know there's not many of these guys so they've obviously got a dude on the inside as well right so there's that guy that turns up in on Uh, on the speed of gorn which was absolutely Uh, gorgeous just to hear that sound like that
0: it's like proper
1: that. endor and he's got the minban um like helmet on as well
0: yes yeah now mm-hmm. minban got mentioned didn't it as well earlier yeah, on i, I mentioned it up top yeah you when did, um was yeah, cassian be... was there and um he, he said only 50 of us survived which we know one of them is han but luthan basically says yeah yeah you were there for, to fight and then basically when the guy got tough you ran away didn't you and cassian's like I think he, he said one, one, on of 50, one of
1: 50, one oh, of fifty. I was one of fifty who. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, so 50 maybe one people. in his, one in his yeah, actually, good point. Squad or so or whatever. Mm. But then it turns out he was a chef, right? Yes, yeah, right. He was <laughs> a chef and he like ran off. That. Yeah. So he's a bit of he's got a bit of the old uh, gift of the gab, maybe this whole. And also uh, old in question. that ship as well, when mm. when Lutheran
0: goes to have a word with Vil and he start and they're shouting at each other, Cassian starts eyeing up the controls to that ship and thinks. I can steal this. I can get out of here. But the droid, the Fondor droid's like, hello, can I help you there, sir? Oh, that's true. So he's not, like you said, he's not the good guy. He's, and he, he isn't really until the moment when he decides not to shoot Galen in Rogue One on edu, like, Even now he's like, uh, Luthan is filling his head with, you know, don't you want to fight these people for real? We can take them down. You, c- We can really make a difference here and giving him all this, uh, giving it large. And all the while, Cassian's still thinking, nah, drop me off early or I'm going to nick this ship and get out of it. I don't want any of this, mate. You you can sell me down a river of all of these uh, delusions of grandeur, but that's not who I am. And yeah. we see bits of that in th- throughout. And I can't wait to see his progression from this to beginning of Rogue One and then how it all ties in to his eventual sacrifice there. They're really set, setting
1: these seeds up so well, mate. Yes, they are. They really, really are. I can't wait for that damn bust, mate can't wait for that damn bus next next week you know it's gonna be massive yes. it's gonna be absolutely massive. I've also got the the um the trailer here the andor trailer just kind of mm. running on 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 repeat on yeah. loop. um and i can't I can't help but feel like we've we've seen i'd say like sixty five maybe seventy percent of what we see in the trailer now like we've seen that in the show um, there's a yeah, few scenes here seen, um saw we've not seen saw guerrero saw. there's, there's a shot seen... where they kind of dive off the
0: side of a dam almost. Oh, oh, oi, damn. Oh, damn. Mission impossible week, shot. He's got to be like week. the born Identity jobby. I can't really think of any more though, mate. There will probably there'll be other
1: miscellaneous ones though. Clone troopers, dark mm. troopers, um <laughs> there's like a riot control as well. At one point there's like imperial <sighs> riot control. God. Um oh. on dinner party, it looks like they mentioned oh, that mate. today, didn't they? Yeah, the dinner party. I mean, it's he's just... Oh, oh, it's mate, so, so It's the way she lives.
0: That dwelling and all those bonsai trees. It's all serene and white. And that geezer, um, Perrin, that's her husband, obviously. Because he's like, oh, you got me a gift, didn't you? So that's her husband. But he seems like a bit of a goon. Um, even at the end, he's like, why does everything have to be so boring and sad? And generally kind of got the feeling he's almost like kind of gaslighting. Like, Mon Mothma is a galactic senator one of the most important people in the senate whilst also moonlighting as a rebellion leader and this guy's like yeah but what about me what about me i'm just trying to do things and you're making it hard because he's invited the governor of hannah which is the capital of chandrilla which is where mon mothma is from but they've also he's also um invited Slymore and a guy called Arstangor, Dangor, which is a star wars name if i've ever heard it so but those what? two have been invited what's his name <laughs> Ask Dangor. How do you spell that? A R S and then Dangle, Dangor, D A N G O R. So and she says it and he says it. Uh but apparently they are enemies of the Mothman. And she's like, Why have you bought them here? And she's and he's like, Oh, look, we can just have a laugh about stuff. And she's like, Oh yeah. We can all have a laugh oh. at how these people are dying or how these people are being uh, oppressed. Let's all have a laugh about that with your new friends. And then he's like, Oh, you're so sad and boring. So I'm so interested actually now to see we've got the political side of it, but we've also now got this kind of more intimate kind of domestic thing, like Mon Mothma's husband sounds like a bit of an idiot. And yeah. how's this yeah. relationship going to work? And is that going to be expanded upon, mate? And, you
1: know, how's Slymore and and Arstangor going to fill into all this? Oh, mate, this is so exciting. This is so exciting and yet so subtle. I love it. Oh, and uh, sinister. sinister as well. How good does Genevieve O'Reilly look as well as Mon Mothma? Like She's oh, just she's killing growing. it. She she's, is just, she's
0: got that voice and everything. It. She's great. She she's... looks great. She comes across great. She said she studied Caroline Blakiston's mannerisms in Return of the Jedi and yep. wanted to kind of infuse her performance with that. But also, this is a younger version. But uh, she, again, we stand, Mon Mothma. She looks great.
1: She really many, feels like Mon Mothma. Many boffins <laughs> died. <laughs> to give us this information and then my just looks to the side because of his attitude. <laughs> I pushed him off a lift yeah. in Coruscant. <laughs> yeah. Coruscant. How good does their apartment look? <laughs> no, no offense, I'm, a bit like, that? I'm like, mate, if our galactic star cruiser looked a bit like that, oh,
0: jeez. <laughs> yeah. If my own star cruiser know. looked a bit like that, if I ever came into money, I'm decking out my j- digs like that. So I wanted this like Zen like place. I love
1: it, and it kind it kind of reminded me of Cloud City a bit. Very much. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's very Cloud City. Which yeah, Coruscant is very, it is very Cloud City, isn't it? You know, in in a way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's in got some those ways, furnishings. It's like, yeah, yeah. I I got that vibe. I was here for it. I love it. Um, and they talk about a friend, don't they? She does say, "Oh no, I've got a friend who we can trust." Yeah, she says and that now, to Luthan, exactly- Yeah. That's right. She says it to Luthan. Is Are we thinking that is Bail Organa? I think we- so, because I think
0: Bail's no. got to show up in this. I, he's got to turn yeah. up somewhere. I don't think it's going to be Princess Leia, but we might see a Princess Leia in the background. Because um, the only other people I can think of is Saw Guerrera because we know they that they they have a begrudge and respect for each other, Mothma and Guerrera, until the end when we get to Rebels. Um, but I don't think it's him. But I think it might be bailed because it makes the most sense because of his standing in the galaxy. I think I think that they're gonna see Jimmy Smith's coming back looking regal as ever. If not, I've no idea but are you thinking that's what well? you're thinking is gonna be Bale
1: or you got someone yeah, else in I, mind? That's that's who I thought of immediately was I was like, no, this is Bale Organo, it's gotta be Bale Organo she's she's talking about. And I, I can't lie, I thought, oh, isn't this a nice way to have some synergy potentially with Kenobi? You know, not necessarily mm-hmm. with Ewan McGregor there, but um like a little layer, Vivian. Vivi- mm-hmm. vivian lyra blair right that's yeah. her name what a cutie she's fantastic so we we could just see her i don't know just standing like in a in a scene do you know what i mean she doesn't need to say anything but i tell you what mate i said in the uh hype shows the hype the hype man shows for oh. and or um i think we were talking about like do you think we'll see any jedi do you think we'll see any force sensitives and uh, we were i think we were both like nah doubt it I don't think you need it in this show. I feel like this episode, this, this episode alone has changed my feed, my, my feelings on that. Just slightly, just slightly that I I'm still there is still in the unlikely zone, but okay. beforehand I was almost like, definitely Bam. not right. We're definitely, we're definitely not seeing it now. I'm like, hang on. We've seen, we've seen the Kyber crystal that they're, they're talking to, I, I feel like they're, they're talking about bail organa who obviously yes, i think they are you know you've got leia and kenobi, there. kenobi. Ewan, yeah ewan mcgregor lives here you know <laughs> yeah. well i think he lives here and in california but um yeah. there's that and also the 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 temple on oldani yeah. you know and and the mystic line all of those things i'm thinking there's, there's quite a few little force or jedi easter eggs here isn't there and I don't think it, or any of the characters in the show realise it. Like, they're oblivious to it. And yet, as the audience, we're sitting there and we're like, huh, maybe, maybe. What do you think? Am I going crazy? Well, now that you've spelt it out like that,
0: that, yeah, I can see. Because I was going to say, what's brought, what's brought this change on? Um, because, in the, yeah, I, I get the first three episodes, is like, yeah, there's, there's no way you're going to see a Jedi walking down these streets. It just won't fit um, unless he's going to order some gloves from that glove wall but now i guess Love yeah it. now that we're kind of into that more familiar locations of Coruscant, for example we know that we know the jedi temple's there but it's now the imperial headquarters but it's those easter eggs in the background in lutheran's arts gallery the the mystics the eye slash temple uh, the the kyber crystal there it looks like they're building up to something or to r- reveal that maybe you know lutheran is an ex-jedi or knows someone or maybe like you say bail and i'm not saying we're going to see obi-wan i'm not sure we will but you know those connections can be made it's very i mean i if we if we didn't know already i would have thought oh yeah you know, maybe um uh what are those guys called in rogue one uh my favorite characters whose names i can't think now jin um wenjang and uh Donnie Yen's characters Chirrut Inway and Blaze oh, Malbus The Wills yeah. The Guardians I, yeah. I would have thought oh they could be them but we know from Rogue One that they don't know each other they, 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 um, Cassian doesn't know who they are so the, the more I think about what you've just said the likelihood gets higher that we could do obviously now it just depends in what context and how they would how do that because it, f- it still feels like a hit and run espionage noir thriller at a minute at what point does chucking in a mis a force user change the dynamic too much and take away from Cassian. That's what, that's the only thing I'm thinking of. Not, not even, don't even mean like Darth Vader, because once you bring him in, there's no way up, but down. Um, but maybe somebody with more subtle mystic abilities, uh, maybe somebody who is not, who, who can kind of use the force, but not really like maybe like mind wipes and stuff like that, or these the yeah, droids you're yeah. looking for something like yeah. that, which would subtle. fit in with the yeah. tone. Because if you suddenly introduce like I don't know Cal Kestis and he's got his lightsaber and he's taking falls down, we will just be like, "Yeah, you deal with this, mate. We'll hang back." Um, but yeah, the more I think about it, the chances that with with that temple, mate, the Eye—I can't remember the full name—but the Eye, no, that's no. clearly a Seeing Stone. surely. I mean, it
1: sounds—it it sounds. It's called beautiful, the Eye. Isn't it? Yeah, the Eye. Seeing Stone. The right? Eye of Sauron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blime. you know what as well we we got a, a little cheeky mention a little spicy mention of um scariff didn't we God. and they're like oh yeah there's a lot of movement to scariff a lot of oh, construction like, oh, yeah, stuff going to scariff yeah yeah that's it I'm well, like, yeah i, I bet why. there is like there's a the whole vault there mate. Yeah. Little deets, uh... mate little
0: deets and they mention a vault as well i think it's when in the because in now now we're kind of at that final scene now where they're talking about the plan they've got the diorama and they're talking about the plan and how it's all going to go down but vel mentions that there's a vault underneath the dam and it immediately got me thinking that well, Pal- i know Palpatine loves a vault because he puts all of his imperial artifacts under there and again i'm not saying that's yeah. what it is but his observatories we saw them on Pilio and we saw them in other places as well maybe the emperor had special use for that vault because it's so close to a a force prevalent for a powerful force area that he decided to imbue it with dark side stuff in that vault now i'm getting very excited at the idea that that's not going oh to happen no. but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah this is so, so in this scene though mate yeah they, they they start talking about the plan and basically they've got to infiltrate this garrison this, this entire place stacked out with soldiers stormtroopers and tie fighters to get the payroll detail but they have to steal a box freighter in what, which is basically a big old, well, it's a big old delivery ship. Basically, it's like a DHL van big on what Cassian boy. calls a suicide run. And they're yeah. like, "How are we going to get out of this?" So it's kind of like Rogue One, in it's kind of setting up that Cassian has, you know, he he knows what to do in these situations, which is why he seemed quite comfortable on Scarif in those Imperial garbs. But yeah, then like you said earlier on, this kind of celestial event happens where a, a curtain of stars showering across the sky and. Everyone's gonna be so busy looking at that that they'll be able to get away using that. So um what do you think about that? Like the way that they the, how do you think that plan's gonna go down? Because Cassian doesn't seem to think there's a hope in hell of this working.
1: Yeah, I think there's gonna be some casualties. And but I think Cassian's gonna come away with the goods. You think going he's he, he gonna You think it's gonna be a, yeah. a uh,
0: he's gonna get the goods. You think it's gonna yeah. be a successful raid though, Ian? <laughs>
1: yeah i do i do think nice. so i do think so actually in the end mm. um i think actually what's more interesting i'll be honest is i mean it's so and or like this this show already has a style to it i'm like they're not just going to get like a box or like a part or you know plans to the death star or plans to coordinates <laughs> to this base. no they're getting the payroll that's it <laughs> quarterly payroll yeah i'm like no i'm here for it why do you think they want the payroll do, do, do they want to know like who they're paying like who they're um yeah.
0: and then they'll so. like
1: assassinate and take down like the vital people or something like that that's kind of I like what so. i was thinking yeah. i think oh. so something
0: like that or they can stop or they can or they can find a way to stop you know the payment to those people so it um interrupts and disrupts their life livelihoods basically or maybe they want to recruit some of them or uh yeah they basically if they know the locations or the where all these people you know knowledge is everything you know knowledge is power and it's this is how a rebellion starts this is what reckoning looks like and fermenting is you've got to start at the bottom essentially and you've got to know your enemy and i'm guessing that's what they want to do and also they can get their hands on a few of some of those credits maybe siphon that money away from them the credits towards their own operation you know, there's there's huge opportunity there. And why it's why Lutheran Rail says, this cannot fail. We've got to win. We've got to win or else we're screwed, basically.
1: Yeah. 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 I, uh, I love it. <laughs> I love, love it. it. I love payroll, it. The kids love it. Payroll, dams, <laughs> <laughs> temples, mystics, the Scottish Highlands, Canary I, Wharf, a council estate. You know,
0: mate, oh, mate, come so on. We haven't even mentioned um, Blevin, Doc Brown's character, and Dedra. At the end, they're they're bickering like schoolchildren in front of the boss, Major Partagaz, because that that star chart uh, thing from the come it's called on the N 9s thing that Cassian had in the last episode that he wanted to sell to Luthan that belonged to Dedra, which then gave her jurisdiction on its whereabouts. However, Ferrix is one of the zones that Blevin. Is inch Blevin is in charge of. So she, so basically Dedra wants to get the details on that area so she can go there. And Blevin's like, No, this is mine. This is my report. This is my undertaking. So they go to the boss basically and they're like kids on either side of the room arguing with each other. And eventually part of Gaz is like, Look, we deal in facts here, we the ISB, we only deal with verified and vetted information. Yes, you're seeing coordinated pattern of rebellious activity. Ooh, good for you. But let's wait until something actually happens. Oh, by Levin. the way, you haven't submitted your quarterly reports. Blevin has, and he has six zones to look after. You've only got two. So we're, we're seeing that bureaucracy. We're seeing that hierarchy as well. These aren't, like you say, no hamminess, no no gooning around. Now we're seeing the, the inner workings of the empire, and we also see that Blevin and Dedra they don't get on. There's uh, we've seen that in a lot of the Imperials that. There's always that kind of one-upsmanship where you know they'll step over each other to get to the top, and that's what's going on here. And this week, Blevin came out on top, um, but Dedra is not going to give up lightly. And it's it, 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 oh, the way they the way they managed to weave all these storylines in, know, like all those I things know. you just mentioned, yeah. and then you chuck in these this imperial side plot. Dude, come on! And Cassian's got to learn Aldani by the morning as well. He's got to learn these phrases so they can talk to each other in this lingo.
1: Mate, next week's going to be a bomb, isn't it? I yes, hope. yes. I. It's incredible. The whole thing is incredible. It's fun. It's sophisticated. It's yes. taking its time, like you said. The pacing. It's taking its time. Mm. Um. I think. I think we've covered this episode pretty well. I'm sure. Like what like you said, we've not looked at any other people's reviews, not looked on Twitter, Instagram, or any Can't reactions. Wait. We could be like the only ones enjoying this, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I imagine people really like this episode. This might even be a favorite or maybe a second favourite amongst viewers. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think this will be in
0: a shot a shot on the arm to a lot of the fans, not necessarily the casual TV viewers, but the fans who are maybe a little bit Uh, cut adrift by the first three episodes i think this may bring more people on board i also think um something we mentioned as well on our other episodes i think this might be a bit more for you know you can bring your kids to sit down and watch it because there's more going on it is still slow but we see tie fighters we see chorus more familiar stuff is it still kind of let's sit everyone down around the campfire and watch i don't think we're there yet but we're expanding into that territory a little bit more but now i think I think a lot of people think this will be their favorite because of that familiarity. Um, but I I also do think it will bring more people on board who are maybe a bit, mm, I was speaking to a guy at work who said he struggled to get through the first episode and a half of Andor and he's called it quits. So I said, well, get through the second one, mate. I get it. I get it. Get through the second one the third one goes bigger and and it, and, it, and then it's only up from there. So I've spoken to people who have just watched it, who aren't huge star Wars fans, but they are fans of prestige TV, like this rings of power, game of Thrones and all that stuff. Mm. They, they've boshed it on the head because it's boring. They don't like it. They're not getting anything out of it. Now. I think you're going to start getting more out of it because this is no different than any other political or prestige TV. It just has a star Wars skin slapped on it. It's great writing, great acting, great intrigue and stories. I think people are going to really like it, mate. I hope they do.
1: I think it's, um, Oh no, this has been thrown around a bit. And, uh, and I think it has its own place. I don't think this, I think this is a bit more mature, you know, and I do think it's taking it, taking its time, you know, like, um, I don't know, like, let's say it like a show like Luther, for example, with Idris Elba, you know, that is, that is prestige TV. That is, that's historic television. I mean, But it's not, it's not pop culture per se, is it? And I think Andor leans more into that kind of slower base, taking your time. And I think Lucasfilm, I think Disney and Star Wars themselves, I think they're cool with that. I think they know. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't going to be for everyone. We don't really care though. We're making like an art piece that we feel Mm -hmm. is really good, really strong, um, I'm like you said I'm not sure if kids will be rushing out to stores to buy um like the ships or or replicas of it but I, I do think this has a lot of longevity to it I do mm-hmm. think this is going to be we'll, we'll look back and we'll see like an iconic series I hope um so. I hope so too, mate. I hope so too. But I think the same thing can be said of Rings of Power a A lot of people have just quit on Rings of Power or are behind. They've said, yeah, yep. you know, um, even on our Discord, people have been saying that. <laughs> people have been like, yeah, I mean to watch it, but I'm not like, I'm not crazy invested in it, you know. Same here. But yeah. I, I almost feel like that's a sign, a, a reflection of the time that we're living in. You know, we're living very much in like shotgun pop culture, you know, where you're like, right, let me go to the cinema. Let me see what's going on. And with it, if if I'm not interested, within the first 20 minutes, I think it's rubbish. I'm out. And it's like, that's not garbage. That's garbage. It's not necessarily Ugh. good storytelling. Right? It's fast food, and isn't it? It's fast food storytelling. Fast food consumption is what it is. And I love that Star Wars as an IP is giving us a bit of everything. It's given us our Mandalorian. It's given us Kenobi. It's given us our lovely, weird Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> and yeah. now... You know, we've got that kind of after eights, you know, after, Ooh, eights, like after chocolate eight. mints, you know, that, mm. that's what we got in, in Andor. And I'm here for it, mate. I'm here for it. So so this episode, episode four, um, this is just simply called Aldani, right? Yes, just Andor Aldani. Four, Aldani, what would you give this, Matty boy, out of 10 Ponder Babbers right now? How you well, feeling? you do- you deal in Ponder Babas, I deal in something, I deal in some
0: different currency, my friend. Um, I was <laughs> debating on this one because I think overall we both gave episodes one, two and three as a whole, as a collective, eight out of ten. I think we gave them um, it, whilst acknowledging highs and lows of each one averaged out as eight. This one I think is better. This one I think, but is it, the thing is, I really, really appreciated and loved episodes one, two and three so much for how different they were. I know. This one, uh, based on it's based on this this one episode, though I'm going to give this one, um, I'm going to give this one 8.2. out of ten. So 8.2. <laughs> I'm going to give this one. How many? Uh, so I've got 8.2 uh, uh, because I think there's still plenty of room to grow, and I think we can go bigger. What and, and the intrigue I got out of this, and the amount of excitement we had just talking about it. Because I can see you, Luke can see me. We're getting. This has been a great recap. We've enjoyed talking about this yeah, one. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But what
0: about you, yeah. though, mate? You deal in Pondababas exclusively,
1: so how many are yes, you giving out of 10? I'm going to stick with the eight, mate. I'm going to stick yeah? with the eight. Although this, I think, is my favourite, I think mm-hmm. there's no, there's not much reason to give it more than an eight right now. So I'm going to give okay. it eight Pondababas again out of 10 ponderbabbers. Thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm here for the ride. And, and once again, it's done its job. I can't wait for next week. Mm-hmm. and my final
0: put on the episode is episodes one and two we said they kind of just ended with a thud this one does as well let's not get away from that they they basically say look you can eat you can go and get stitched up and then you've got to learn those passphrases those Aldani uh, code words and then it, it's cassian's face and he's kind of looking around and then smash cut black done credits so we kind of end on a oh, okay rather than a oh wow kind of moment which plays into that arc style of storytelling that the next one is going to play directly to the next one and then episodes four five and six are going to be this this is the raid is going to be episode four five and six so i noticed that the ending was very abrupt too but i'm here for it mate i don't care anymore i know i know what to expect now so i'm ready for this um but yeah that was al episode four my friend i genuinely can't wait to get into next week's recap as well but before we get into next week's recap we'd love to know what you guys thought we don't know what you guys thought about episode four so let us know your thoughts exclusively on this episode and what you thought about the recap as well lukey boy where can the world find us online
1: they can find us at starwarsessions.co dot uk uh search for us online social media facebook tiktok instagram twitter all of it will be there just search star wars sessions drop us a cheeky follow and a comment we'd love to hear from yous and uh don't forget about about, about our patreon patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions uh, that was funny then i was like don't forget about but but you did yeah, well you know We've been going. We've been. We've been. We're Andor. We've We've been Andor. <laughs> and you know, no Andor here. Who Who can Who can surely be expected to be a normal functioning human after watching? You know, the fourth episode of Andor. No one. Yeah. Not so. this
0: guy. Not this yeah. guy, or not that guy, but, or none of you. Maybe who knows? But um, on the back of that, if you want to support the show for. For zilch, for nothing, thank you. You can just keep listening like you are, and we really appreciate that. Or you can leave us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice, which includes Spotify. It gets us up the algorithm. It gets more listeners in, and we
1: love hearing from each of you every week yes get the reviews in we love a review we love a review it'd it, it mean the world to us uh and tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum. Mm. Tell your dad tell your sister tell your ewok tell your nearest aldani spy that mm. camps out in the woods of the dark and has uh has a uh a bit not a booster jab what is it steaming Stim booster chat. <laughs> <trap. laughs> very topical. Got back, very see. topical. Oh, gotta love it. God, yeah, tell everyone. Tell everyone about this podcast. It's all good crack in it. It's all good crack. We love it. Tell Clem. Tell
0: your nearest Clem as well. Uh, this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see
1: ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. Bu- 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 Luke. <laughs>